Thank you for joining me today. This is episode number one. My name is Dale Light Jr. And you are listening to A Better Pickup Line, the podcast. All right, thank you for joining me on the very first episode of A Better Pickup Line. So, who am I? Well, my name is Dale Lott, and I'm just a guy who always, always was interested in finding the wife that God had for me. Started when I was 13, and so every time I opened up the Bible, I would just see things concerning relationships. It's my natural bent of understanding the Bible, and I've known since I was 18, that this would be my mission and task in life. However, (laughs) if I started then, I think I would have been a lot like Moses initially when he went out, uh, understanding that he had the call of God on his life to deliver the children of Israel. When he saw one of the Egyptians beating on one of the Israelites, you know, he ended up killing the Egyptian. So he went out there in his own strength. And I think I would have gone out in that exact same self-effort in that exact same arrogance. But since that time, I have been on every side, it seems, of every relationship. And I've experienced highs and lows. And everything that I thought that I knew about myself, I found that it was stripped away. There were times when I hurt people in spite of my good intentions. And if you know anything about trying to apologize to somebody based off of good intentions, it doesn't necessarily work the way that you think it works, because no matter what your intention was, no matter what you thought you were doing, you ended up hurting that person. Anyway, I have felt the frustration myself of not only hurting people, but being hurt, feeling lost, feeling like I wasn't good enough, you know, struggling to figure out, well, how do I talk to females? Well, how do I find this particular person that God said that he had for me? God, you promised me, you know, you promised me something and I want what you promised for me. So I have felt it all. And it's something that I am very sensitive to. Now, in this podcast, though, we won't deal with this issue the way that a lot of other people do. This is not a nuts and bolts kind of podcast where we're showing guys how to talk to women. Women, this is what men are thinking. We will get into some of those practical things. But the first thing that I want to deal with is the philosophy. See, one of my favorite books on writing screenplays is called Story by Robert McKee. When you read Story, it doesn't really tell you too much about how to write a screenplay. This is how you format it. This is what you do. It talks almost exclusively about the philosophy of writing a screenplay, why you're doing what you're doing, how you want to think about your characters, how you want to transition from one act to another, what you're trying to achieve, the feelings and the emotions that you are trying to evoke. 
And that's the kind of podcast this is. This is about the philosophy, changing your mindset. Because see, if I can get your mind changed about how you see things, now we can begin to produce a different result. It's kind of like developing an entrepreneurial mindset. When your mindset is not entrepreneurial and you're starting a business because someone else told you to do it and you're putting your confidence in that person, when that endeavor doesn't go the way that you want it to, you quit because it's not something that you have developed a mindset for. But if you ever develop a true entrepreneurial mindset, the business could fail the first time. You could start another venture that fails and another venture that fails. But because your mindset is entrepreneurial, you never quit because you're always learning something and you refuse to quit until you succeed. And all of a sudden you find that you have success. And to other people, it appears that it's an overnight success, but you know that it was because of your mindset that you never quit. And so that's what I want to develop in you, a mindset that allows you to receive from God the mate that he has for you. So in this podcast, again, I am not going to try to come up with my own rules and my own opinions about things. I want to be like Paul. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And why is that? Because Christ has already finished the work in John 19, 30. He says, it is finished. Everything that you are trying to accomplish, including finding the mate that God has for you, Jesus is already taking care of it. So you don't have to spend all of your time wondering whether your efforts are good enough, wondering if you're able to speak to women, you know, in a way that's pleasing, wondering if you uh, are dressing in a manner that is pleasing to men, if you're sending the right signals, wondering if you're feminine enough or if you are man enough or, or wondering what are the things that you have to do. Because what I want you to understand is Christ has taken care of it all. It is a done deal. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1.18, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. See, other people are not going to see it that way. They're not going to receive the fact that they don't have to do anything, receive the fact that they don't have to date. They, you know, so the things that I will be bringing forth, they're going to be counted as foolishness to some people. But if you can get it in your heart, in your mind, that Christ has already done it all. He's already qualified you because he went to the cross. He already took care of everything concerning your life because he went to the cross and he died for you. You're going to find your power in that. When you look at 1 Corinthians again, the first chapter, but verses 22 and 25 says, for the Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than than men, the Jews or those who want to live by the law, those who want to live by their own self effort. 
They couldn't receive this simple truth that Christ has already done it all. So they felt like they had to work and do something and make it happen. And there are a lot of you out there now who feel like you have to work. You have to do something in order to find this mate that you're looking for. You're reading the blogs, you're reading the magazines, you're watching videos, and they keep telling you everything that you have to do. But then you also have those on the flip side who don't want to receive because what we're talking about, you know, it just doesn't make sense to them. They're seeking after an earthly wisdom when the simple truth is Christ has already finished it all. Christ has already done it. If you can't get past the fact that you don't have to do anything, then this message that I'm preaching, Christ crucified, will be a stumbling block to you because you're always going to find that that is an impediment to you receiving what God has for your life and who he has for your life because you feel like you have to do something. And if you can't get past this thought that it's so simple, you'll be like the Greeks. It's foolishness. But when you receive it, this will be your power. This will be your wisdom, understanding Christ has taken care of it all. And he is taking care of who? Well, let's say he's taking care of your desire and he has already set someone aside for you. And even if it feels like it's foolishness, it's still wiser than anything that any man could teach you. And even if it feels like it puts you in a position of weakness, you'll find that you're in a stronger position than anything that you could do yourself. So I want the focus of this entire podcast to be on Christ and not man's wisdom. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4. And my speech and my, and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I want you to see the power of God. So I'm not going to try to come up with my own opinions as much as possible. I want to preach to you the message of Christ that he has finished it all for you. See, a lot of times when you tell people, that you help people find the mate that God has for them, or you start preaching about these things in church or even on the streets. What happens is people think it's a series of magic tricks. So when you go out there and you talk about things, people think it's a magic trick. What you got? Tell me something. Give me three little tips, three little things that I can do, that I can implement today so that I can find the person that, that I want to marry within six months. But it's not a magic trick. It's a simple truth that Christ has already finished it all. But the thing that we have to do because people think it's a magic trick is we have to start from the beginning because people are ending up in relationships that they are not designed to be in because they're trying to follow after man's wisdom, trying to follow after magic tricks. And I want people to be impressed upon by the power of God. I want the power of God to be evident in your life. You know, there was a guy named Paul O'Neill who used to work for Alcoa. Now, Paul O'Neill was a systems person. He liked to figure out how to put things in order and what is the genesis of anything that he was working on so that he could establish the system and the order for it. So he was working with the government and they were trying to figure out, I do not remember which country in South or Central America, but there was a country down there that had a high uh, infant mortality rate. 
And he was brought in to try to figure out why this was. And what he discovered is that a lot of the children were dying because the mothers had poor diets. Now, most people would have stopped there and said, "Okay, well, cool, let's change the diet of the mothers. But he wanted to find out even more. Well, why do the mothers have poor diets? And he found out that it's because in school they weren't taught how to eat properly during their pregnancy. But he didn't stop there. Well, why is it that they aren't being taught properly? He found out that the teachers were not equipped to teach them properly how to have a proper diet. So what he implemented down there was a curriculum to teach the teachers about good nutrition so that the teachers could teach good nutrition so that when the girls got pregnant, they would implement that good nutrition and babies were born healthy. And so now you didn't have to rely upon medicine. You didn't have to rely upon procedures and policies that were reactive. And I feel that is a lot of what is happening in the church today. We look at divorces, we look at all of these things, and a lot of it is because we're trying to fix relationships, we're trying to fix issues after the fact instead of before the fact. And I want to fix it before the fact. I want to make sure that a problem does not occur. God says, what man has put together, let no man put asunder. But we keep messing it up because we're taking God out of the equation thinking that we can do it on our own. And then we want to bring God into the equation once we find the person that we like without consulting him, figuring that if we just get married to this person, then God has to bless it and the relationship will flourish. But God wants to be a part of the situation from the beginning. He wants you to listen to him. He wants you to hear his wisdom and allow him to lead your life and allow him to bring into your life the person that he has already prepared for you. But the way that we've been handling it, we've been handling it as if our life is a puzzle. God has designed pieces for our life and they all fit intricately to create a beautiful image, a beautiful tapestry. They fit perfectly. But what we're doing when it comes to relationships is we're reaching our hand in a bag and we're just blindly grabbing a puzzle piece. And we're pulling it out, hoping that it fits the puzzle of our life. And the thing is, some of us get it right. Now, for those of us that get it right, this is how we end up dealing with other people. We deal with them through a perspective that says, I got it right. So that means everybody got it right. And if my relationship is working because the grace of God is on my life and I received it by grace, then why is it not working in your life? It's kind of like when you hear great athletes like Kobe Bryant or LeBron James say they could never coach. The reason why is because what is effortless for them, even though they put in the hard work, other people put in that same hard work and aren't getting the results that they're getting and they can't understand why that is the case. And that's how people who've had success, that's how they're dealing with people. Hey, if you just do X, Y, Z, you're going to get what I got. No, they're not going to get what you got because they don't have who you have. They have the wrong puzzle piece. So those who reach their hand into the bag and pull out the wrong puzzle piece, they're finding a lot of frustration because the puzzle piece that they pulled out doesn't fit. And everything that we teach people when it comes to relationship advice, it's all about the self-effort to make this relationship work. So people are trying to jam this puzzle piece that doesn't fit into the puzzle, into the, the space that's available in their life puzzle. And so now they find that the edges of that puzzle piece, it's frayed, it's damaged. 
and the pieces that are supposed to be connected to it are frayed and damaged now. And we're doing great damage to our life and the life of the person that, that we're trying to force in our life. Because see, God has made us fearfully and wonderfully. But when we snatch a piece or someone and try to force them into our life that God didn't design, we're trying to force them and, and we're trying to make them conform to our puzzle. And so basically we're saying that, well, you just need to pray more. You just need to do these things more and God will change them. So basically you're telling God that he didn't make this person perfect, that he didn't make them fearfully and wonderfully because they don't fit your puzzle. So something's wrong with them or I need or I or you need to be changed because they're not fitting our puzzle. So you didn't make me perfectly either. When really the problem is we're trying to force people into puzzles and places that they don't belong. And then once you finally come to your senses, now the the edges of the space in, in your life puzzle is all frazzled and damaged so that when you do put the right piece there, the edges they still don't connect the way that you want them to only because of the damage that was done. And now you need God to heal you first so that when the right puzzle piece comes in, it fits perfectly. But then there's a third kind of person who doesn't find the puzzle piece that they're looking for. They reach their hand in the, in, in the bag and they pull out puzzle pieces. Nope, this is not it. Nope, this is not it. This is not working. And they have the frustration of, am I destined to be alone? But what do we do with those people? We tell them things that they must do. All these things that they got to do in order to find the mate that God has for them. And there are things that they have to do that we didn't even do ourselves. But we come up with a whole list of rules and regulations and systems and methods of operation for them. And we didn't burden ourselves with that. So all of this is not what God has designed. So I ask God, how did you design it? And those are the things that we're going to talk about over these next few weeks and months as he laid out a curriculum that he wants me to begin to share with people. The first few weeks is going to be an overview of the whole thing. And then we're going to go back and start from the beginning, you know, take it slow, step by step. But I will share this with you in closing. When God makes a promise to you, it's about what he's going to do. And he just needs you to receive it. When God spoke a promise to Abram in Genesis 12, it says at verse one, now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. If you notice there, it was always, I will, I will, I will, I will do this. I will do that. And you shall be. And as you study out Abram slash Abraham's walk, you'll notice it doesn't talk too much about what Abram did. It talked about what he believed. And God says to me, he said, this is the walk I want with you. Imagine I walk up to you and I say, hey, it's your birthday today. I want you to come on down to the restaurant later on. You know, we're going to cook you a great meal. There's going to be people there. We're going to celebrate. You're going to dance, have a good time. There are going to be some people that I want to introduce you to. And they're going to set you up with businesses. We got some money that we want to put in your hands. We're going to set you up. We're taking care of everything. Just come down to the party. Now, when I come down to the party, and all of these things happen and you see me five years later and you ask me, man, how is it that you're successful? You have all these successful businesses. You have money in, in, in your bank account. You know, you have houses, you have cars, you have all of this. How did you do it? My response at that moment would be, man, I ain't do nothing, man. 
this, this dude by the name of God told me to come down to this restaurant because it was my birthday, man. And they set up everything for me. He introduced me to these people. They set me up with some businesses. They gave me some money. They put all these things in place together for my life, man. I had a good time. I had a ball. I ain't really even think nothing of it. All I had to do was go down to the restaurant. And when you look at the life of Abram slash Abraham, all he did was just walk with God. When Adam was sat down in the garden, the Bible says that basically they walk with God in the cool of the day. God just wants us to walk with him. And if you can just walk with him, everything that has been prepared for you, you'll begin to walk right into. All you have to do is believe him. And that's what we're going to get into in this podcast. This is not a podcast about all of the things that you have to do. This is a podcast about what God has already made available to you, the spouse that you desire. Well, that's our show for today. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me through my social media accounts at Jr. And on Instagram, it's Lot. Or... You can reach out to me through my blog, abetterpickupline.com, and inbox me your questions there. Now, before we leave, I'm going to ask you to do three things. Number one, subscribe. Whether you're listening through iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite pod catcher is, make sure you subscribe. The second thing, help me spread the word. If you're consuming this podcast through Facebook or YouTube, like, share, comment. Make sure you tell somebody who you think this podcast would be a benefit to. The third thing I'm asking you to do is visit dellot.org. If you'd like to invite me out to your church, your convention, your conference, your organization, whatever your function is, you would like me to come out and speak, you can find all the information on dellot.org. As well, there's information about my book, In That Land, A Seed, Time, and Harvest Approach to Finding a Wife. And I'm going to ask you to purchase that today. And with that being said, I want you to have a great and awesome day. And join me next time on A Better Pickup Line, the podcast.